Welcome to the Wicked Radio Network. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Angela's Awesome Podcast. Angela Freeman here, podcasting about different ways to find more joy, experience more joy, and eventually live life at a 100% joy level. Welcome. (laughs) We're defining joy as a deep sense of well-being, not happy, happy, I don't have any other emotions, but we're saying that even in the face of difficulties, challenges, unexpected bumps in the road, we can still have this deep underlying sense of well-being, and we know that things are exactly as they should be, and embracing everything. So that is the goal. It's 2016. This is week six. Oh my gosh, week six. So um, only two more weeks left, you guys, and those of you that have listened to all of these, congratulations. I hope you've enjoyed the worksheets. Uh, I hope it's helping. I have to tell you, um, it's really helping me. I couldn't be happier. Um, and I definitely am, it's on my radar that I'm looking for joy everywhere. So uh, we're going to get right to it. It's a nice group this week, a really great group. Um, I feel so blessed. I'm so thankful to the people that attended. Um, there's worksheets. You can go to the show notes and download those before you start. There'd be some fun writing right out of the gate on this one, and um, not quite as long as last week's podcast. Those of you that made through the whole thing, congratulations. Well done. You deserve a medal. Um, Okay, so talking about alignment, it's all going to be explained in the live portion. Thanks so much for tuning in, and here we go. Okay, now we go. All right, so welcome, everybody, to our Journey for Joy. You know, as I was driving over here, I was thinking, I hope this is helping everybody because it's really helping me. (laughs) I feel so um, just good. It just, I feel like putting this stuff together and talking about what I, you know, the important stuff and then really, you know, when you, when you coach, you really want to be practicing what you preach. So I've been on full alert for trying to do what I'm actually encouraging everyone to do. And it's great. Um, So before we start tonight, we're going to talk about alignment, but I just want to, who here is familiar with the teachings of Abraham? Anybody? And, okay, perfect. So I just want to just do, you, did you raise your hand too, Richard? Okay, so the teachings of Abraham, without getting into too much, um, and if you don't buy into this, it's fine, but I personally find a lot of comfort in it, so I'm just going to share it. Basically, the... Um, Esther and Jerry Hicks, Esther Hicks channels this entity, is that what you call it? And it's basically these otherworldly beings that can, that are part of, they're helpers to our planet and they're basically getting channeled by Esther and, and giving us some insights as to what's actually happening that we can't see. It's sort of like the forest through the trees type of thing. And they're their premise is that when we come into these bodies in this lifetime, we choose these hardships, these trials, these things that we learn to grow through because we're looking for the contrast. 
And the contrast means that we were basically looking to navigate through that and learn things and have these different experiences. So basically, if you take this idea and really run with it, everything that we go through that's challenging, we've signed up for. And the reason why I love it so much is because it feels so powerful. Whenever I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening to me. And it's like, oh, wait a minute, I signed up for this. At some point, I signed, I signed up to have a brother who isn't in recovery. And he signed up to be someone that's not gotten recovery yet. And maybe he won't this lifetime. And it's just, it's so powerful. And I think that collectively, everyone who's in a human body right now, we've signed up for this idea of learning to integrate and to align as we're having our lifestyles so dramatically changed through technology, through, you know, we now have food processes where we can have food at the supermarket in the middle of the aisle that could literally be there for years without any kind of refrigeration. You know, we have poisonous substances that you can buy at the grocery store in the form of a Diet Coke. Like, we have these different things that were, but, but my personal belief system is that we're signed up to navigate this and to learn how to find alignment within this. Because I'm certainly not suggesting, as we talk about alignment, that we go and live like the Amish or we stop using technology or we stop all these great things. We just, we're at a point where we need to find our balance again. And so that's basically what we're going to talk about tonight. And um, so I'm going to start wide with this idea of what alignment. I have a really great um, little piece here from Marianne Williamson. And then we're going to come down narrower and we're going to talk about three specific eating psychology and mind-body nutritional strategies that will help with alignment. Because oftentimes um, our, the way we are with food, feeding ourselves, the way we feel about our bodies and the way that we take care of our bodies or don't ignore them is in alignment with, is, is a reflection on other things that are happening in our life. So sometimes those things will get our attention, illness, um, fatigue, those things are just basically great things. And it's usually a reflection of things that are happening in our life. So um, we're going to start with some big ideas and then rather than going to some those the things that we're going to talk about at the beginning I'm not an expert in so I thought well we'll talk about the things that I'm good at so but I do want to just talk about some ideas because I think it's interesting and um, there's going to be some opportunities for feedback so um, alignment for more joy so I did of course as usual look up alignment what does it mean um, it's a noun the act of aligning or state of being aligned especially the proper positioning so I just thought that was nice and this, um, this, these two paragraphs are from Marianne Williamson's book. It's, um, it's a meditation book, and it's called A Year of Miracles, and this is from day 125. And I just love this. So for reflection on cancer as metaphor. A cancer cell is a cell that has gone insane. It has disconnected from its natural intelligence. It has forgotten that it's here to collaborate with other cells, that it exists to serve the healthy, healthy functioning of the system of which it is part. It has separated from the organ to which nature has assigned it, gathering other cells as sick as it is to build its own kingdom a world apart. This false kingdom, this malignant tumor, seeks to preserve itself by growing more of itself. Thus it threatens not only its host, but also itself. This is not simply a description of cells in the body. It is a description of the emotional malignancy of the human race, which has separated itself from our natural intelligence. This emotional malignancy threatens the whole of humanity, just as the disease of cancer threatens one body. Our disease is the false belief that we are separate from each other, from God, from the rest of life, 
bearing no sense of responsibility or love for anyone or anything other than the selected beneficiaries of our kindness. This distortion of our true sense of self is a cancer that would lead to the destruction of the species. It tempts us to forget our function as collaborators with others in promoting the healthy functioning of the whole of which we are a part. It will be healed in our bodies and in our world as we return to our natural selves. So I just, I read this, this came up for me a little while ago and I took a picture, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to the alignment workshop. I just, I'm such a big fan of Marianne Williamson anyway, but I just love that. And I personally really believe that just showing up and doing this work and becoming more aware, even though we aren't going to be able to solve some of the bigger problems that are on the next page, I think the, it starts with awareness and then some of us will become more active and activists in that area or we'll support and write checks to those activists or we'll raise activists as our children or we'll come in contact with someone and it's just grassroots. Um, so here we are, getting aligned. Page two. Does anybody have any thoughts about that before we move on? Does anybody else love that as much as me? Or I just thought it was really great. Well, we should mention that Marianne Williamson will be one of the speakers at the Sun Valley Mom's Oh, we should. Well, we should mention that, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, and we should also remind ourselves, Angela, get your tickets. I don't want to <laughs> yes. miss out, because I really don't want to miss out, because I am, a, I really, she, her words really have, have, they really speak to me. I really find a lot of comfort um, in what she has to say. So I just made a list of some of the things and some of the ways that I think we've been disconnected from natural law, physical law, and from love, basically. Um, sleeping, you know, we tend to try to run on less sleep because we want to get more done, right? Um, eating rhythm, we'll, we're, a lot of us, and, a lot, and as a collective, we're more concerned about how this is going to make me look. So I'm okay drinking these chemicals that will make me not hungry. I'm going to skip breakfast, I, you know, whatever. It's all about how I look. And we forget that it's also important to pay attention to what we eat so we feel good, so we can be of service, so we can enjoy our lives, so we can experience more joy. So I think we get tweaked on that. Um, rest to work rhythm, you know. Oftentimes, at least this has been my experience, I'll work until I collapse, work until I collapse. Like I'm learning that as an adult slowly but surely that you work, rest, and play without going to empty, right? Food options, we talked about the supermarket. We, we have completely, we have the ability to go to a store that carries food, like a convenience store, that there's really no real food there. Like we've gotten out of natural alignment. Like there's nothing that would be considered from nature. It would have been a long, long time ago. Um, what we drink... We're very creative with drinking things that don't serve us. Um, the way we grow, treat, and kill our animals, we are way out of alignment on that. We are way out of alignment on that. And I'm, I eat, I'm, I'm not speaking that some people should be vegetarian or vegan because that doesn't even have, that's not something that's worked for me other than in a therapeutic way. But we need to be aware of what we're eating. Um, and in fact, the middle picture over there is from Mark David's um, uh, Psychology of Eating, the Institute for the Psychology of Eating. He's one of my main teachers. And it says, energetically, animal sources of protein will little, literally contain the archetypal energies of that animal. And energetically, vegetarian sources of protein will literally contain the archetypal energies of those plants. And 
he doesn't advocate for not eating meat, but he advocates for making intelligent decisions around the meat and also for raising awareness around how we are not we are not we are out of alignment as a collective with the way that we kill these animals and the way we raise them and what we do and it's money's the bottom line uh, toxic nutritional beliefs so we have you know that's a way to get out of alignment and we're going to get into that in more detail in this talk that's one of our three things we're going to go through uh, lack of movement you know, as a, again, as a collective, not usually in this community, but as a collective, um, people are not moving. They can actually easily be sitting all day. Um, this is something I see more in our community. Exercise is punishment. That's definitely out of alignment also. So those are the two extremes, right? I'm not going to move. Who cares? I, I ate this. I need to work out or blah, blah, blah. Um, cultural excesses. So we see that everywhere, right? I don't have to really even go into that. Anyone watch the award ceremony? I mean, that's a bit of an excess and... It's, it's all good, and then it's too much, and just being aware of that. Um, moving fast is the only option. We talked about going slow last week. Time in front of screens. So that's definitely not in alignment with super, being super healthy. Uh, lack of time outside. Wow. You know, we don't run into that as much up here, but it still happens. Um, Driven versus calling. So a lot of us operate from this idea of I have to do this because X, Y, and Z. I'm supporting blah, blah, blah. This is what I need to do in order to be successful. This is what everyone else is doing. How am I going to retire if I don't? We're driven as opposed to listening and doing um, what, what, what's, what, am, what is the universe asking me to do? How is, can I be of service? What is my calling? So that's, I think, more in alignment. And you still can be very successful and financially stable and all of these things. That's not exclusive, but just that different energy in choosing that. That's been a big one for me this week. Um, you know, am I being driven to do this or is this part of what I'm being called to do? It's, and it's that just that little shift has been really powerful. Um, learning from our elders. We live in a society that's obsessed with youth. Pretty skinny young. Pretty skinny young. Young, young, young. You know, and we're, we, we're missing the wisdom, that's out of natural law, I think, for sure. That's not how we used to do it, and I think that's something that's getting lost. We have amazing um, wisdom with people's experience. Um, I love that Andy Rooney quote on the right, the best classroom is at the feet of an elderly person. I think that's pretty cool. Um, and I love Andy Rooney. Does everyone know who that is? Yeah. Reminds me of my dad. We used to listen to we used to have to watch 60 Minutes when I was a kid. I didn't like it then, but I did like him. Um, connection to other people. We've talked about that in this group a lot. We can get on screens and we think we're connecting as opposed to just, you know, reaching out to someone, one of our Facebook friends and actually having coffee with them. You know, we, it's hard to get that. And then, of course, connection to source, um, which a lot of these things, when they're out of, uh, when they're out of alignment, it makes it hard to connect to source. Um, I went to... A lot of the wellness festival last year was about connecting to the heart, and almost anyone who was talking about connecting to the heart was also talking about being outside. Like that's just such those two things tend to go together. So, and then the last little piece uh, up here at the top with the picture, with again from Mark David, if you want to regulate your appetite in an easy and natural way, eat real fresh food, organically grown, locally grown, non-GMO, minimally processed, sometimes raw, sometimes cooked, nutrient dense, sustainably harvested, and produced with care and consciousness. I mean, that's, that's alignment. 
So um, what I wanted to do is I want, so this is the list that I came up with. I was wanting to see if anyone here had any other, um, does anybody, did I miss anything? I mean, I'm sure I missed something, but did anyone, anything jump out at anybody? Well then, so, then we'll move on to the next page. I'm so happy I'm so thorough. Thank you. And you like job. Okay. Um, so what I, and, and this may be, so we're going to do our first journaling question right out of the gate here. Where are you out of alignment with love, natural, and physical laws? So this isn't, this talk tonight is not a, this, it's, it's, that's why I wanted to start with the Abraham Hicks story is this is our journey is to find alignment in as I think as soon as we're absolutely aligned all the time, we're probably either going to be, you know, levitating or we may, it may be time to leave our physical bodies. I don't know, but I don't think, I think this is an ongoing thing. So if you don't feel like anything's out of alignment, that's wonderful. You could write about everything that is in alignment and use the time wisely there and just congratulate yourself and maybe do that anyway and contrast. Um, I didn't put that in there, but that's possible. So Right out of the gate, two minutes of writing. I'm going to get my phone, but I'm going to watch the clock for this first one. From that list, from anything else, because if you came up with something else, you could do that. No, I'm going to go get my phone. I got it. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. Ready, go. Because I did bring it specifically for this. Ding! I'll be the timer. That was two minutes. Have you finished any thoughts that you have? Um, so we're going to get into more details on some very specific strategies and some very specific things to get into alignment. So, but I just thought this would be an interesting thing to kind of get started and to get everything flowing. And then when we get to the end, um, we'll discuss and.
come back to this and start wide again. Okay. Um, because I'm interested to hear what you guys came up with. So here is the three mind-body nutritional ideas to help with alignment. So this, most of the rest of this talk is very much directly from the notes that I got from Mark David with the Institute of the Psychology of Eating, and these are um, some of the things I learned from him. Um, we're going to talk about stressed versus relaxed eating. Uh, we're going to talk about toxic, toxic nutritional beliefs, which, which is part of... Um, stressed eating, and then we're going to finish with biocircadian rhythms. Um, so there's a lot of mind-body um, strategies. This, I just had to pick my top three that I thought were most with alignment. And I also picked um, stress versus relaxed eating because it's absolutely the most powerful eating psychology strategy that I have. Like, it's the number one most powerful strategy, and it's really hard <laughs> for a lot of people. Um, so every issue we face with the body is somehow linked to mind, body, and soul. So just like we mentioned earlier, you know, when something's happening, it's, it's the universe, it's that idea of we're learning to navigate through the contrast and heal, evolve, and grow. And it doesn't always, we don't always heal, evolve, and grow in the way that we think should happen. It doesn't necessarily mean that the problem goes away. We may, the journey may be to learn to live with it. The, you know, there's so many, but... We signed up for it. You listen, you believe Abraham. Okay. So stress versus relaxed eating, number one, the stress response. So I'm sure everyone here is very familiar with the stress response. It's an evolutionary response that we have, um, that the body happens, that happens in the body when we get something that we call stress. So basically, starting out with the evolution, it used to be when we had like a real actual animal chasing us that we either had to fight or flee. Or there was the actual stressor of, am I going to be able to figure out what to eat? Or how am I going to get shelter over my family that, you know, as I'm wandering around hunting and gathering or whatever, right? So this is a survival mechanism. And what happens with the stress response is there's all kinds of chemicals in your body, but mainly insulin and cortisol go up. Those go to your extremities so that you have this quick response to get away, to fight. And anything that's for long-term survival, which means digestion, Elimination, assimilation, all of those things, shut those down because we need all this action going so we can get out of here. So what's happened as we've come into this day and age is we've held on to this idea that there's these dangers everywhere, and there are dangers everywhere, but we also have a lot of perceived dangers that are not everywhere and a lot of self-imposed things, which we'll definitely get into when we talk about toxic nutritional beliefs. So the question is, what's real and that needs our attention to go and what's habit, just this state of go, go, go that we get into, and are we living in this just low-level stress response all the time? And the answer is, if we're thinking negative thoughts, yes. If we're overworking, yes. If we're overscheduled, yes. These things are causing a low or mid-level mild stress response and that's going to stop ideal uh, digestion elimination assimilation and other it'll affect other things and that's part of the reason why a lot of us are on numerous medications <laughs> uh, which is another thing so it's it's an interesting idea to start noticing um what is causing us 
these stresses and if it is indeed we need to have that stress to survive. Because for a lot of us, once the basic needs get met, I have a place to live, I have enough food, and sometimes, and I've certainly been this way in my life where that wasn't the case, that's a little bit different situation, but we're so used to that survival that it then turns into, well, I can't possibly survive without that job, without that many clients, without doing this much with my job, without owning this car, without having that vacation. And those things turn into this, like, to survive, and it's a problem. Because at, this, at that point, we're, we are at a point with this contrast with this, where we're being called to evolve, where we're being, it's our time to start moving from survival mode into thriving. That's the shift that we're being asked to do. That's where we need to get aligned to be able to do that. So how do we start to shift the, the, the thinking there? And <clears throat> this is, again, still wide with the stress response, but basically um, the survival, and I love these. I, so I Googled survive and then found um, the, the, the thesaurus, thesaurus. Endure, persist, remain, get through, remain alive, pull through, bear, suffer. Does any of those words resonate? <laughs> so when you're feeling those, we're in survival mode, right? And the question is, and, and sometimes that is appropriate, right? I mean, the stress response saved our life. It still does. Sometimes it's appropriate. We just have to be aware of if it's getting out of balance and if it's gone too far, right? So thriving, here's the words we want. Flourish, bloom, blossom, prosper, evolve, heal, grow, develop, shine. Um, this little quote from Maya Angelou. Um, My mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive, and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. So that's basically the stress response in a nutshell, and we're going to get into the eating part, don't worry, but before we get there, um, I thought we could do another little short writing session and just kind of looking at where our thoughts, behaviors, and values are around surviving and around thriving. And, and this is to look at it without judgment, this is just to shine light on it, because as we grow, heal, evolve, and grow, we want to start cultivating a sense of being able to be in the relaxation response, which we're going to get to more. So it's helpful to know when we're really in the stress response. And a lot of us have these triggers. And I'll just share with you briefly, when I started doing this work and really looking at this, I realized that a lot of my survival stress response stuff comes around my job. And if I get really honest, it doesn't need to be that way at all right now. Now, maybe that was something that served me in the past, but for me at this point, that's all self-induced, unnecessary bullshit. <laughs> Sorry. So, and I'm not saying that would be with everybody. I, absolutely not. I'm just sharing with you because I really get into this, like, I have to, I, I've, I've literally done this. I've gone into weekends and shared at my meetings, like, I had such a hard week. I had, I just had so much to do. Because I had to write my blog, and I had to do this, and I had to do that. And the truth is, is that no, I didn't. I could have done, I could have let someone else, I could have found a quote and not written a blog. No, no one but me cares. 
and it's this ego, this I have, you know, and this, and it's also this learned behavior of being coming from a place of yes, I grew up having to survive, but that's not my story anymore. That's not I've attracted enough into my life that I don't have to be there. And yet somehow I still choose that sometimes. Uncon I don't even, it's not even a conscious choice. So I'm trying to shine light on it and realize, okay, what are you choosing? Do you, you know, and realize I have choices. So this is not a judgment thing. And it's definitely not a bad thing if there are things that are on the surviving side. It's just good to know, right? Because then we can look at that and ask for help and ask for healing and, and, and put it out there on our vision boards. Like, yes, my job is really stressful. And yes, I need to survive because if I don't do this, I can't make rent this month and it's teetering. That's fine. We put it on the vision board. We want to attract these things in because that stuff really works. It's worked for me and it works. So two minutes of, um, you know, and don't, again, just, I can't think I can say this enough. There's no judging if there's a lot on the surviving side. It's just information. So thoughts, behaviors, and values that you have now that you're using that are current that are and that that are in they're more survival based and then ones that are more thriving. These are not thoughts, behaviors, places, anything that comes up that's in your life. If places is a better word, that's perfect. Embracing the feminine and going away. <laughs> okay, we're going to keep going. I'm not going to start with you. We'll get back to that. Okay, stress versus relaxed eating. So now we're going to get, now we're just bringing it in a little bit more. So you may not have had anything about eating. And that's fine. And maybe this is all wired. That's fine. We're just, I want to just get into 
more of, of what I really know. Um, stress versus relaxed eating. So this is from Mark David. Stress state nutrition can lead to or contribute to every possible symptom, dis-ease, and food issue. Stressed eating is common, and yet it's the most powerful place where we can affect a change in our health, nutritional status, and our relationship with food. And like I mentioned before, relaxed eating, relaxed living, oftentimes the way that we do food, exercise, our body, our relationship with that is a reflection of other things, other ways we do our life. Not always, but it, it can be a pretty powerful reflection. Uh, this little guy in the middle. How we do food is how we do life. Every meal is a metaphor for how you show up in this world. Are you present? Are you complaining? Are you multitasking? Add love, celebration, time, communion, and gratitude to every meal and make every meal the best meal ever. That might be a little bit of a tall order, but it's, you know, we're talking about possibilities. Sure, why not? So, I'm, we're going to talk a little bit about what we, we throw this word stress around, you know, um, so for this purposes of this particular conversation, I'm calling stress any real or imagined threat. So real or imagined threat and the body's response to that stress. Stress for purposes of this conversation is any chosen ideas, thoughts, and behaviors that are limiting our metabolic power. So that would include any negative self-talk, anxiety, fear, negative tension, judgment, anger, multitasking, and hurrying. And stress also equals eating fast. When we eat fast, it puts the body into a mild stress response. It's just the way it is. <laughs> there it is. Boy, isn't that a, you know, right? I mean, yeah. I'm super um, stressed out. Right? Too. It's just like, oh, gosh. You, have, pa you <laughs> have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you'll find strength. Okay. So stress versus relaxed eating. Okay, next page. So the stress response while eating. Now, I've been studying this for a few years. I've read it a ton. I still have times where I eat fast. So I just think it's great to hear it. It's great to have the information. Every time I read it, I get more inspired to do, to practice. It's just like everything else. It's practice. And, um, you know, I know when I'm eating fast, my it is definitely a reflection of how I'm living my life. I'm in a hurry. You know, I've got, I've got stuff to do. And sometimes we've got stuff to do. Because remember what we've talked about. We're trying for the best we can do, and it's give or take. So um, stress response when eating. No matter how healthy the meal is, if eating under stress, the nutrition cannot be properly assimilated and used by the body. Now, He's talking about ideal assimilation and used by the body. It doesn't mean it's nothing's going to be assimilated and used by the body, or else no one would even be walking around because most people eat fast, right? But we're talking about ideals here, and we're talking about optimal. So we're here because we want to increase our joy level. We're not here because we're miserable and we don't have any joy. We're talking about this is like, you know, recovery 2.0 here. It's not survival. It's this is the next level. So just keep that in mind, and we're not trying to cause more anxiety with talking about this. Um, but when under stress, digestion definitely shuts down. And it doesn't mean you're not going to digest, but it's going to take longer. It's just harder. And, again, certain people are going to be more sensitive this than other people, just like certain people are more sensitive to caffeine than other people, just like certain people can't put a drink in their body or they have 18 and other people are going to have a glass of wine. We have different chemistry, so we're not saying this. If you're eating fast and everything's working great for you, then continue doing it. 
That's all I don't can say stop. about that. Don't stop. I'm not kidding. Because if it's working, don't stop. This is, but this is some things to understand about. These are, you know, scientific little, Mark David calls them mind cookies. Okay. When in the stress response, blood level goes to the gut as much as four times less. I mean, that makes sense, right? Because from an evolutionary point of view, the stuff's getting the blood to your extremities. Oxygenation in the blood is dramatically decreased when under stress. Um, enzymatic output in the gut is decreased by as much as 20,000-fold, you know, Stress kills healthy gut bacteria. You know, the, the, we get up into the, you know, those big numbers with the gut bacteria, and I get a little lost. Some of you are going to be way more expert on that, but this is I'm just this is from Mark David. Um, increased excretion of nutrients, minerals, and water soluble vitamins happens when stressed, and fat vitamins will be malabsorbed. They will be excreted. Less thyroid and less human growth hormone are produced when under stress. These hormones are responsible for revving up the metabolism. So. You know, when it comes to being, you know, um, having a body that's lean and, you know, your metabolism at its optimal level, these, you know, eating fast is going to definitely work against that. Low thyroid and low growth hormone can seriously slow down metabolic function. Inflammation is increased and eventually leads to body breakdown and diseases. Um, so that's good to know, you know. I mean, we all have, we all can do every, you know, all kinds of things to help with, decreasing inflammation. We live, I mean, you walk outside and we're going to be at risk for getting inflammation, just breathing the air. Not so much here, but I mean, we're surrounded by chemicals and putting gas in the gas tank, you know, you got your heavy metal anyway. Okay. Um, increased insulin and cortisol. When those two hormones are artificially elevated day in and day out due to excess stress, they signal the body to store weight, hold fat, and let go of muscle. They signal the body to store weight, hold fat, and let go of muscle. This is a survival response in the brain, which believes it needs to do this to survive due to the constant stress. Muscle takes a lot of energy, so the body lets that go. But fat is a great source of fuel for long-term survival, so the body holds on to fat. The body's smart. So basically, when we have these self-chosen stresses, especially if they're about, oh my God, I can't eat that because I'm trying to lose weight, we're actually working against that. So if you're going to eat it, might as well get on board and be okay with it. Um, eating under stress negates every other possible positive factor that you're incorporating into your diet, dietary program. This means that nutritional status can be changed without changing anything you eat. So just changing the way that you eat it. This is Hillary. This is eating psychology. Um, the relaxation response. Here we go. The relaxation response when eating. When the body's in the relaxation response, you're breathing, you're sitting, you're not doing something else at the same time, you're not on the run. When the body is in the relaxation response, non-emergency processes can occur. This is a state where digestion, elimination, rest, and other important functions that are not related to immediate survival but geared towards more long-term survival happen. They're at their optimal level when we're in the relaxation response. And, you know, you think slow eating, you think, oh, my God, i got to have an hour for lunch. Like, really, you can have a slow, relaxed lunch in 15 minutes. I'll, you know how I know? Because I've done it. Because I'm like, I'm always like, oh, my God, I don't have an hour. And then I'm like, why don't you just sit for 15 minutes? Seriously. It's, it's possible. It's possible. Now, if I have a huge salad, I, I can't eat it slow and relaxed. But I don't have that on the day that I just have 15 minutes. 
Ideally, the parasympathetic system is in place the majority of the time. That's the basically the relaxation response. Digestion, assimilation, and calorie burning are all important functions for long-term optimal survival. So when we're in this low-level stress response, we're talking about short-term survival. So we want to start thinking how, and we've done the writing on this in this, in this workshop, how do I want my body to work for me 5, 10, 20 years from now? That's the kind of stuff that's important. And that's the kind of stuff that you just don't really think about until usually, I mean, most people don't think about it until there's a problem. I didn't. <laughs> I'm talking about the stress response when, and the relaxation response when I first started training. I was like, eat less, exercise more. Hello. It works really well. Um, <laughs> did not. That's what started this journey. The relaxation response promotes quality sleep, optimal digestion, assimilation, and elimination, improved metabolic rate, ideal learning and growing. We learn, change, evolve, grow when we're in a relaxed state. When we're coming at changes from a place of, oh, my God, oh, my God, I have to do this, our creativity is shut down. The, the opportunities, it, it, we start getting tunnel vision. We start reacting instead of choosing. Coming from a relaxation response is what's going to be sustainable strategies will happen. And, of course, our well-being, joy. Tension is who you think you should be. Relaxation is who you are. We all love the Chinese proverbs. Okay, so, again, we don't want to cause more stress response by any kind of judgment. That's not the point of this. It's to shine a light. It's to have some reflection. With the people that I've coached and with myself... It goes both ways for me. Sometimes um, when I'm moving too fast and I'm eating too fast, I need to slow my day down and then I can eat slower. And sometimes I just focus on like, okay, you're so busy. And I just say, that's it. I set the timer on the stove, half an hour. Eat lunch. And if you want to eat it in five minutes, fine. But we're taking the whole half an hour before you're going back to work. Because one of the things I've learned when I get too busy is stop everything and take a little break. And then all of a sudden... I, it, it somehow works and when I just power through then I'm picking up the pieces the next day or the day after or whenever it crashes it's coming pretty quickly for me these days so this is just light just let, what's happening how does this look how does it feel I'm eating fast my life is fast I feel amazing then write that that's perfect it's not a judgment thing it's not a judgment thing because just like we talked about, if we're judging, we're in a chronic low-level stress response, and then we're not going to heal, grow, and evolve. So the question is, number three, are you a fast, medium, or slow eater without judgment? And it could be, it's probably a mix, maybe. And how does this possibly reflect your lifestyle? That's okay. It's fine. So here we go, two minutes. That might be long, and then you can just write about how awesome you are or just take a break.
So here's the, you can keep writing, I'm going to just read you this little paragraph down here at the bottom. Instead of asking, what should I eat, why not ask, what food is my body calling for right now? What would best nourish me in this moment? What would really satisfy my desire for something that feels good and my desire for something that's healthy for my body, healthful for my body? Um, we're going to circle back. We're moving into number two, toxic nutritional beliefs. Um, but I don't want to forget this, and I, I meant to put a page in about this. I just want to give you a couple, and if you this resonates, you can write these down. Um, just a couple of tips for me around... Um, becoming a slow relaxed eater because it's an ongoing journey for me but a couple of things one when I'm too hungry it's way harder for me to eat slow mm -hmm. so if I've gone too far and I'm too hungry that makes it harder and so when that happens and I'm eating fast I don't go oh my god you're a terrible eating psychology coach I go <laughs> oh my gosh you're really hungry better luck tomorrow maybe we can have a snack that's how I look at it and then I shrug it off because that's going to happen to me sometimes because I'm a person alive on planet Earth. That's just the way it goes. So that's one thing. The second thing is if I am really hungry going into this meal, I usually am a person that eats like – I love eating like the vegetables and the more nutrient-dense foods first. Um, and then I kind of get to the protein part and then I kind of get to my starches last. But if I'm really hungry and I want to eat slow, I start with the starch. Because I get because if I'm eating like all these vegetables, I can't help it because I'm not getting any sense of like satisfaction because I really need some more energy. So I start with the heavier food, and it's easier for me to eat slow. I don't know. I just I've spent I've spent some time with this people trying to figure out little tools and techniques that really help. The third thing that I'm going to say is if I am in a situation where I have to eat when I'm driving in the car, which has happened, going to a board meeting in Haley or blah blah blah. What I do is I try to say, I put the intention out there, okay, I'm definitely multitasking, but can I take, can I just be here with this food even and not run off the road? Can I, you know, I just set the intention, I'm here, I digest, okay, little digestive system, I talk to my body, okay, we're going to do this, okay, I'm sorry, but this is what's <laughs> happening, you know, and I feel like that makes a difference. I feel like just putting the intention out there. So, um, the other trick that I have for people when they're having a hard time is just try set the intention to have one slow meal a day or just have dinner slow because lunch and breakfast, forget about it. I have a protein shake while I'm teaching class sometimes. It's just the what is. Now, if it was perfect, I'd love to sit and have a nice little balanced breakfast of eggs and some you know, sauteed vegetables, and I do that when I can. And other days I have a protein shake on the run. Because it's just, again, it's that idea of I'm trying to be aligned and I'm also still here and doing what I do and it's the way it goes. And I actually did a program for 30 days where I didn't do any protein shakes. It was the whole 30 and so you didn't do anything refined at all. And it was, it what did not work for me to do that 30 days. And I mean, I did it just because as an experiment, but it caused more stress to try to figure out how to have food within my job situation that I was like, okay. I'm actually less stressed drinking a protein shake, multitasking. So, you know, it's, it's finding how it works for you and trying different things is what's mostly important with that. So those are my couple little tips. Wow, this is going long. Okay, toxic nutritional beliefs. Number two of three strategies. Your body hears everything your mind says, Naomi Jed. I love that quote. I love that quote. So um, some examples of toxic nutritional beliefs. 
Example number one, I'll be happy when I lose 10 pounds, when I have ripped abs, when I look like this in a bikini, when I have X amount of dollars, when I have this job, when I have this many clients. I'm, we're talking about nutritional beliefs, but it can be applied across the board. Food is the enemy. Food makes me fat. Um, those are toxic nutritional beliefs. Saying food is the enemy and being afraid of your appetite is the same as being afraid of breathing. We're people, we are, we are creatures that the way that we're designed is that we need to eat food in order to be alive on planet Earth. We need to breathe air in order to stay alive. We need to sleep in order to stay alive. So when we start thinking these things like my appetite's the enemy, my, the food is an enemy, it's making me fat, it's making my body so I can't love it. Those are toxic nutritional beliefs that we have got to elevate and heal and evolve, shine light on, get those things out of here. Those are going to stop us from moving forward. Um, appetite is not the enemy. Appetite is our body's way of signaling you need to eat. But we've gotten out of touch with that. We've gotten out of alignment. We aren't listening to it. It's hard to listen to it when we're constantly have this idea of I want to look like this, so I'm going to do all these crazy things. And then we can't listen to it. So we need to listen. We need to learn to listen. So that's a toxic. Fat in food equals fat on my body. Probably everybody knows that's an old, old, um, you know, fat in food is not. Now, there are some fats that we would definitely want to avoid, but there are a lot of good fats, and we need fat in our diet. Some people more than others, just like we talked about, we all have different chemistries. Um, most of us don't need partially hydrogenated oils, however. Um, I would say no one needs those. Okay, exercise more, eat less is the best way for sustainable weight loss. That's a very dated, outlandish idea. Yes, that may be something that we need or some people need along the way, but when that's the only thing and we just keep hammering that, like just do it. If you're not doing it, there's reasons why you're not doing it that make perfect sense. So let's talk about what's getting in the way of you enjoying your body and moving your body and eating in a healthy way. Let's not just say I'm going to eat more and ex I mean I'm going to eat less and exercise more. It, it, it doesn't work. I've been a trainer for 16 years. It it just it's not sustainable. If you're if you if you've tried it more than once and it didn't work out and it wasn't sustainable, that's why. Food um, equals calories. When we start thinking of food as just in terms of calories, those of us that have been chronic dieters, that can be a problem. I'll love my body when it looks like this. I'll love my body when it doesn't have those wrinkles, when it doesn't have that little belly, when it, my, my favorite, the triceps, women come in, you know, when that's gone, I'll love it. Like, that's like saying to your kid, I'll love you when you get straight A's or when you're per you know, I'll take care of myself when. I'll do these things for myself when. Those are all toxic nutritional beliefs. Um, so... Again, we'll do, do a little writing, identify. So that wasn't a very long, I mean, we could have done the whole talk on this, but um, I think you get the idea. And if, it's, if you don't have any toxic beliefs around food or around your body, maybe you have some beliefs um, around how well you take care of yourself, whether it's good, bad, or not, not enough, or the amount you do around work. I'm not working enough. I need to work more. I don't take, you know, um, just a little two-minute journey into toxic belief systems here. Shining light, shining light.
So um, important to shine light on these things because what we're thinking is going to attract more of that in, right? So if we're constantly thinking um, negative things, we're bringing more of that in. So good to know. Good to shine a little light on that. Okay, last, number three. Um, so this is just going to be a brief overlook of this. This is... Um, <coughs> Biocircadian rhythms and how they have to do with alignment and eating. Um, so, if you don't have a complaint and it's working for you, keep keep going. This is not, and it's you don't even have to know. It's just you're. These are some things that can be helpful if there are problems, and the issues can be fatigue, lack of energy, having a crash in the afternoon, you know, needing to reach for caffeine and sugar. Um, Sometimes it can affect sleep. Um, so different things, um, different constitutional types are going to have different, you know, some people do better with different eating rhythms depending on a lot of different factors. So this is not across the board. And, and um, if you're tuned into a rhythm that really works for you, then continue on by all means but skipping meals can contribute to weight gain as it kicks into the survival response because the body thinks it's getting starved that can happen timing can affect weight gain and weight loss um so working with biocircadian rhythms can help regulate appetite so um basically when you eat can be really affecting your appetite and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second um if you do decide you're going to change some rhythm with your eating and you try experimenting with this, um, it's important to know that, like, for example, let's say that you're overeating at night. A lot of times people are overeating at night. They'll, if they start having, if you work with eating rhythm, having breakfast, lunch, maybe a snack, early dinner, that will help, if you, especially if that's macronutrient balanced meals, that will help with eating at night. But what can happen is you can get more hungry during the day because usually if you're someone who's overeating at night and you, you start eating breakfast, your metabolism will start bumping up and you'll all of a sudden be like, oh my God, I was hungrier for lunch. That can happen. So it, it's the body's way of landing. So there can be, it can kind of create more appetite, which is good, but it can kind of freak people out like, I'm not doing this because I'm actually hungry. Well, that's actually a good thing, but... There can be like a transitional period where it feels different, uncomfortable. Working with biocircadian rhythms can help regulate appetite. Taking a walk after dinner, ideal for digestion, energy, and weight loss. It's a really good time. And not powering up baldy, like a nice walk, right? Okay. We wouldn't, yeah, stroll. A con don't they call it evening constitutional, right? Yeah. Um, Optimal metabolism is at its highest between noon and two. We are creatures of the sun. That's when the sun is highest and hottest is when our metabolism is going to be its highest. Now, so that's, you know, a lot of countries have their biggest meal at that time of the day, and then they rest. Then they rest. Not us. We skip breakfast, quick lunch, on the go, give me some coffee and sugar, and then a gigantic dinner. And then we were wondering why our digestion's off, why we can't sleep. Um, breakfast is important for many people to eliminate overeating and dinner, late night snacking and afternoon binges. This, this, this piece is one of the biggest ones for me for, with biocircadian that I've really noticed is by consuming a big meal right before bed, much of the metabolic energy that is usually spent 
on maintenance, detoxification, repair, and growth is rerouted into digestion. Digestion is the number one highest energy user of any of the functions the body has to do. Like it just, you, you think about it, you're taking a substance that's not you, putting it in your body and it's part of it's becoming you and part of it's getting like we're not using the rest of you, see ya. That's a huge energy taker. So when we do that right before bed, the energy has to go to digesting. That's the number one, you know, when there's something in the stomach, that's what the body's going to do. It's not going to spend its time doing the other things. It's great. Um, so you can wake up feeling congested and heavy because you didn't detoxify fully during the night. The human body is optimally designed to digest during the daylight hours, not during the evening sleep. So next page sumo size me so basically the sumo wrestlers have they use biocircadian rhythms to get that big wow. they 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 skip breakfast they do a gigantic workout they wait till they're super hungry they eat a gigantic lunch including a lot of empty calories through drinks and then they take a nap and do nothing so that their <laughs> metabolism slows way down right take a siesta then they do, and then right before bed, they do another gigantic meal and call it a night because that way their body's just storing fat for them so that they're big. So basically, a lot of Americans eat <laughs> like sumo wrestlers and wonder. They're shocked. Empty calories from the sodas and the drinks and the alcohol, a lot, you know, excessive alcohol, and it's all at night. And um, I just. I don't know. I just thought it was. There were some beers in there, weren't there? Yeah, that's their, their lunch. The they afternoon. drink like, <laughs> they eat around five to ten bowls of rice, copious amounts of beer required for the empty calories, right? I mean, drinks, most drinks that are just bonus calories that are not, you know, not a whole lot of nutrition. And the body doesn't necessarily register those um, calories like it does with solid food. So if you're someone who's prone to not needing a lot of extra and you you might want to consider eating an apple rather than drinking apple juice. It definitely has a different effect. So last journaling question and then we're going to do a little discussing if people have time. So how does the rhythm of your hours, days, weeks feel to you right now? So um, you might write about food. You might write about other things. You might have your rhythm might be awesome yay you might write about how awesome your rhythm is that would be great um you might and writing how awesome it is what would be your 3.0 awesome just intentions or not that's this is the last one i just i i like the idea of looking for rhythm and
And then the last quote, I, life is about rhythm. We vibrate, our hearts are pumping blood. We are a rhythm machine, that's what we are. I had to Google who Mickey Hart was. No. Yes, I knew Richard was going to say that. I know, I'm so embarrassed. I don't know. Who Richard, drummer, drummer for the Grateful Dead. I was like, I can't wait to share with Richard. I didn't know who that was. I thought, okay, that's a good one to do. There were a couple other ones, like um, uh, Jimi Hendrix had a couple good ones too, but I had to go with the Okay, so um, this is the point in our workshop where everyone is excused if you need to be done at 8 o'clock, but otherwise we're going to open it up for discussion. And at any point, if anyone has to other things they have to finish tonight and needs to leave. No one's taking it personally, and it wouldn't be personal, okay? Um, but I would love to go back to the beginning and um, go back to question one where it is, where are you out of alignment with love, natural, and physical laws? And see if anybody has anything that they would like, that had any insights, anything that they wanted to share. And if you don't, no one has to share anything. No one has to... Everyone's welcome to only talk about this came up, I didn't get it. Time in front of screens. Mm. Good one. Sleeping, I'm doing half the week early here and half the week late in Boise. Mm. Connection to source. Um, and lack of time outside. Mm. Being here, it's Great. been a challenge. Yeah. The winter months. Yeah. A lot of time in the gym. Yeah, because it's dark. Too much time. Yeah. Yeah, we need to get you a headlamp. Sure. Connection to source, too. I haven't been over the Catholic thing for a while, but so praying is not, I don't know. I haven't. Interesting. Um, well, no, yeah, I don't understand that. Is he your music source? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. When I get to good to the good stuff. But playing some real crap right now, so. So it's not always easy for you to do that within when you are yeah. doing your when music. When you're doing the, but the job, it's, it's okay. tough. I've got some side jobs that I love. And then it is. Absolutely. Um, and did you watch The Power of the Heart yet? Have you had time to watch that movie? Okay, put that on your homework. Okay. Um, just because that I felt like that was really Power of the Heart. It's a movie. I think you can get it. I, I, I haven't purchased it because um, my DVD deal. But if you don't get to it this week, we'll talk about it. And, and I think that's good. I'm going to make a note. We're gonna t I think we'll talk um, in our last one, not next week because it's forgiving, but the final one we'll talk more about connections to source. Because I feel like that's an ongoing thing for me, and it's been something I've been really focused on since the last wellness festival. So I have some more ideas for that. So let's – But I, my, fir my first suggestion oh. is watch that movie. Because yeah. then you get to watch a movie, yeah. right? And I loved it. Have you seen it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Didn't you think it was helpful for connecting to your heart and connection to source? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I'm, I mean, it's certainly not the only thing, but... Okay. What does she got? She's just a smile. You guys inside the <laughs> she conversation? She, I don't think Gabby's quite... Angela was, like, way more enthusiastic than yes, I was. Yes, that's, that's about fine. the movie. About the about movie. The movie. <laughs> well, see what you think because yeah, there we go. We have. I really felt like it was helpful. And, it didn't hit for her. Um, it didn't hit for Kathy. Did you see it in the theater? It's the Opera House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember who I love with. 
Yeah, I went with Rob, and I thought it was amazing. I was so excited about it. But maybe, well, anyway, okay, so there's that. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to, that's good to know, right? Yeah, good. Okay. Anybody else? For me, I have um, going or being driven until my tank is empty. Mm. Going on fumes is an issue. Um, spending time with people that are special to me face to face. And then food options, like just having good things, mm. good things around to eat. Because I, I'll go to the store and Snickers is a really, it's kind of been my go-to lately, and I know it's not the best fuel for my body, mm. but it's convenient. So if I can plan ahead, maybe I can go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It, and it seems like, I don't know if this happens for anybody else, but it, I kind of go in cycles with it. Like, I know when I need, you know, like, when I'm really, like, okay, enough with the Snickers already, then I'll be like, okay, one night this week I'm going grocery shopping, and then I, rent, I put a movie on, and I just chop, 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 and prep, 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 and mm -hmm. have stuff cooked and in the fridge to make, so I can assemble things quickly. And then some weeks I'm just like, I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, so that is, it, it is it is tricky. Snickers isn't my thing, but What's I do I do. Um, what is my thing? Um, well, I do kind of overdo chocolate sometimes, like raw chocolate and and Rob and I I did give Rob the um, Sun Valley brownie mix. Does anyone know the Sun Valley brand? Well, you wouldn't know because it's not gluten free, but Bill Caret's daughter makes Sun Valley brand cookies and brownies, and I gave it to Rob and literally best brownies ever. Well, those are finally gone, so that's good. So that would have been my thing. Yeah. I've got plenty of things. I want to thank you for inviting me to come. Oh, it's Vicky, I'm so awesome. happy to have and you here. And it's so relevant. It's so relevant oh, to great. my needs and relevant. And I, I daily connect with source and nature. Um, I don't get enough sleep. Mm. If, I, if I eliminate, if I cut something short, it's sleep. Because I, I have trouble saying no to things I want to say yes to, even though there's one too many wonderful opportunities mm -hmm. because it's one of my two I want to do it and it's saying I've got too many um, and I mean for snack food I take pumpkin seeds and nuts in the car and apples I'm pretty good about but the seed I eat in the car because it's more digestive and I really come to appreciate and want to do more of evening Mm. I mean, tonight we were bad. <laughs> so you could get here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were so, oh, we were so, so hungry. That that is like, the thing. I grew, up, mm -hmm. I grew up in a family yeah. where my dad milled the cows, my mother was alcoholic. She cooked and she didn't do blitters because that would have ruined it for her for the whole evening. <laughs> so, um, and so we wanted to get under those, out of those spotlight of my dad's critical eye, and he, and so we would eat and run. You know, it's mm. just like I've been raised on eating and I'm and I'm chronic constipation and it really is. But I learned to slow down mm. and understand. And so I'm going to the arm to retreat, silent retreat, eating in silence for eight days. So that ten meals a day will be eating in silence and I'll just abstain on every chew and every bite is it's good because that can start a habit mm -hmm. by being there with this intention tonight of looking at this and seeing about the microbiome. I mean it's just you know, it's like I know this, but I don't, it's not sunk in deep enough yeah. where I could just really embrace it, absorb it, and let it change yeah. me. So I'm excited. Cool. And when are you going on your retreat? The 11th through the 18th. Wow. That's yeah. Amazing. So 
Wow. Yeah, and no hurting I hate to hurry. I think hurrying is a spiritual because you turn everything into objects and they become obstacles. Everything in life when we're in a hurry. So, but still, sometimes we have a book and I'm in a hurry. You know, cars and people are in my way, and and so to just start eight days of just having well meditation, having a hotel place in the kitchen, and then to go to bed and some and you know FaceTime me screens whatsoever. So yeah. I do that as a habit, but to do it in community. Yeah, that'll be really I'll be a powerful. Leader. Um, I do love that suggestion of nuts and seeds, and um, Rob, you know, nuts seeds. Rob has a there's a organic grizzly granola. They haven't had it for a while at Atkinson's, but they've got nut, raw nuts, seeds, coconut chips, and it's pretty. It's pretty, and it's so that's kind of a high energy go to quick option. So that was a good tip. I like that because it's sometimes like a piece of fruit is just a lot of sugar and not really doesn't really hit you know but when you're if you're reaching for some like for me if I'm reaching for something like a Snickers I usually want I usually need some food like it's a pe an apple's just not going to cut it but some n raw nuts and seeds and with some coconut in it might and it could even be like um you know I'm a big fan of like you know go from a Snickers to you know a pumpkin seeds raw but maybe like the middle ground where it has a few chocolate chips in it so you're getting like more of a <laughs> right you're getting a high quality not cooked True. nut and some organic chocolates so it might be just as enjoyable instead of going, you know what I mean like I'm kind of the middle ground between a Snickers and glow right let's find where we can bridge <laughs> that I mean I love glow don't get me wrong but yeah right so I like that suggestion. Thank you. Anybody else? Or we you can we can all just we can move on. I don't want to skip anybody if you want to talk. When we don't want to pressure anyone if you don't want to talk. Ditto. Ditto. We're the same. So how about um, how about this little how about this surviving and thriving sheet? How was that? How did that land for anybody? Anybody have any? I pretty much put the same thing in each one. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. and thriving positive changes towards thrive mindset so I, I know that I made new dents but I survived and thrived in pretty much all the same place Ooh. financial reasons and who you are and where you end up where I was right. before <laughs> still in a surviving place that's so interesting and that totally lands for me to hear that you said that that's really Yeah, and isn't it true, isn't it true that a lot of our things that we do, it's just a matter of how we're feeling about it and isn't how we're feeling about it oftentimes the dose. Like for me, I've done that exercise with 
I've done that around work, like what really fills me up and what really drains me. I've done an inventory like that and works definitely in both. Yeah. And what I know about that is the dose. Right. It's the dose. And it's also my perceptual mindset about it. Yeah. So, and again, it's the knowing, oh, wow, I'm in survival. Hmm, is this where you really want to hang out? And flipping a coin. And isn't that true? Because we're talking about how, thought, how powerful our thoughts are, our beliefs are, you know, the way that we're approaching things. You're so right. It's, it, it can be just that quick to switch and just have that awareness. And that's going to have a huge impact on everything. Well, you know, it's so funny because my sponsor, mentor, she, she'll, she's pointed that out to me a lot of times. She's like, life, every day you have a silver, two silver platters, one with beautiful gardenias and one with fresh dog poo. Which one will you choose? Or she's like, you know, there's these, you have two lakes, this crystal clear mountain lake you can dive into or you can dive into the sewer. And she's like, Angela... You're diving in the sewer. <laughs> and sometimes we make that decision. Just as humans, like I'm going to kick my gardenia to the curb and I'm going to just join Lucky and Rolling and Poo. Um, I do like you how you used your pink gloves. Oh, I got yeah. that. Yeah. To wash them. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, didn't, I was like, I can't believe these are still here. I've never used these. They're so cute. So my pink rubber gloves that I had to use to wash Lucky, because, oh my God. Um, they come here and then they have a little white fringe with pink polka dots. Oh my God, they're so cute. I've never used them to clean anything other than the dogs. Okay, side, side track. Anybody else surviving, thriving, any ahas? I love that, thank you for sharing that. That brings them both, that's very interesting. I, um, I liked it when you said heal, evolve, and grow. Mm. I love that. And then um, for my surviving, it, it doesn't matter what it is, just whatever I put in. I have to mm. is surviving. Thriving is I get to. Mm. I like that. And then surviving, I need to. Thriving, I want to. Mm. Okay. Surviving, I can't. Thriving, I can. Surviving, I will. Thriving, I am. Surviving hate, thriving love. Surviving fear, thriving faith. Surviving sad, thriving happy. Surviving sick, thriving well. You know? I like that a lot. Thank I, you. I thought that was really an interesting sort of. You know, I like this little exercise. Thank you. Thank you. I love that. That's wonderful. Got two sides of the same coin, but yeah. the yin and yang and the opposites. Mm -hmm. and yeah, really that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I was having a conversation with someone about this this week with um, regarding workaholism and you know some of the characteristics of a workaholic. They're not; they're just out of balance. Like being a hard worker is a great character 
uh, you know, gift. It's a great thing. But if it's all you can do and you can't have any balance, it's just it's not serving you or the higher good of anybody because you're going to break down and, and it's going to come out sideways. But a lot of times our character defects, as we call them in program, are, you know, are flaw they're, you know, they're just out of balance, you know. It's great to be someone who cares about people, but if it's always them before you, you're <coughs> out of balance, right? So it is. And it's constantly finding that flow, like, you know, the <coughs> things are going to be on two, I mean, that's part of this whole thing. Like, you don't just nail it, like, here's my great rhythm for the week, and then all of a sudden the season <laughs> changes, or you get sick, or... You know, the, you know it's, there's so many things, so it's a constant. So that's why I'm such a big fan of trying to go slower, because then we can notice, oh, I, I, I was operating at such a high speed for so much of my life that I was like, oh, yeah, this hasn't been working for like a year now, but oh yeah, I didn't even really notice, or you can't connect that that's what it is. Like, that was the big thing. I got into Alcoholics Anonymous. I didn't even think I was an alcoholic. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't connect that the drinking, even though it was only a few times a month, was what was making my life unmanageable. I just couldn't make that connection. Now it's sort of mind-blowing that I couldn't see it, but you just can't see it. I think that's one of the biggest things that keeps people out. They just can't see that, that this equals this until you, you, know, you have some time. It's just this, it's interesting. Anybody else surviving? Surviving. We've got climbing, swimming, and learning, and friendship is thriving. Uh, surviving is work, finance, being alone. The downtime in boys is a big one with my little affair with sweets and uh, mm. sometimes two-a-day workouts around not getting, not getting fat, mm. kind of obsessive, not kind of, really <laughs> obsessive, <laughs> really obsessive mm -hmm. to exhaustion mm -hmm. so I don't get fat. That's me. Surviving, yeah. Yeah, Ryan's got that. I did better last week. Mm -hmm. And the, the two-a-day workouts is going to also feed the, the, the desire for the sweets because your body's going to, you know, it's, it, it, it kind of can get on that loop. And it's hard, yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, and it's hard to get off because you eat the sweets and then you feel like you need to work out you but then the workout out. makes you want more you know because you, you get yeah. hungry right the sweets you bottom out yeah yeah um last week was better good i skipped that one day i skipped the day of working out completely wow good job how'd that feel it's not great but you're but you're excited to tell us about it like you're yeah I mean, you were like, that last week was better because I did that. Well, it was, it was slowing down for me to remember. Oh. So. Oh, good. That's, that's great. Wasn't comfortable, though. Yeah. That was but like withdrawal. So you bit. were comfortable, but you but oh, you were. Oh, I'm big time, yeah, yeah. But you are, you are congratulating yourself from doing it. Yeah, I was happy that, yeah. I, you know, that it's still not comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's not comfortable. I wasn't comfortable. Yeah. So you, you normally go to the gym twice a day. When I'm in Boise. And then, because of Angela's class, you said, I'm, well, I'm, gonna slow not, down. I'm not going to go yeah. today. So what did Plus, you I was do? tired. Yeah, so what did you do? Exhausted, but... <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> well, I'm always exhausted when you do two-a-days. You're always... But I went Wednesday night. 
So, but what did you do instead? She took a nap. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that's amazing. I'm just right. gonna give you a little round of applause for that. That's really good. That's really good. That's a really hard thing to do. Um Yeah, I think we should I think we should talk afterwards. I have some more ideas for you. Yeah, that's cool. I understand I, I understand that. That really lands for me, you know. I get that. It's it's tough to break out of that cycle. What was that? Fills the day when you do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're doing yeah. that whole thing. Yeah. That downtime. Yeah. And and what's I mean, I'm just I know, I'm the fattest one here, but what's wrong what's wrong with You don't with, have anything. I was like three eighty. Oh, so you at one yeah. time were heavy. Yeah, no, you got nothing. <laughs> okay. So one time you were heavy. Yeah. And you don't want to go back. Well, I got sober. Oh, very yeah. good. That was huge. huge. That's huge. No, I got so I got huge. When he got sober, I took on food as the mind. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. Oh, I see. I'm still caught up on the three hundred and whatever it was. Big. That was big. Big. Yeah. yeah. Wow. XXL. But look at how much weight you lost. Yeah. Still. That's There's so still remnants of keeping yeah. it off. Yeah. That person. Body image. I have a body image thing that was a real awakening in that is that Kirk said, wow, your body's really changing or it's really getting, like, he noticed that it was getting better. And the, the, the part of it was then, did you notice when it wasn't better? Oh, interesting, it right? It was so weird because I always just assumed that he liked it all, no matter what. <laughs> well, maybe he does. Well, he does. Yes, he does. At least he noticed, but he did. I mean, it was just sort of like, okay, wow. No, but I totally understand what you're saying because when people compliment you and yeah. they say, you "Wow, so you good. look so good. You've lost weight." Yeah. My first thought is, so I didn't look okay before. And I actually have recently gotten a little bit smaller because of Lucky not yeah. really trying. And I've had yeah. one particular person, and she's like, you just lost so much weight. You've just," And I finally just said to her, I said, thank you for noticing. I think, I'm not exactly sure, but I'm ready to talk about anything else. Like, and, and one of my other friends was like, you can just say thank you. And I said, Except for that that means to me that this is better. Yeah. And I don't think this is better. It is just what it is. It just is, and yeah. that's how I want it to be. But that's also me working through that because it definitely used to be better. You know what I mean? So it's kind of, you know, I haven't quite hit yeah. middle ground in how to actually deal with that yet. But it is very interesting. It's I definitely interesting. know what you're saying because you're like, oh, and I, I agree with you, at least he noticed, or yeah. he may be commenting in just a way of, like, I know, just to be like, I'm paying attention, and I know you've been doing these things, and I'm paying attention, it doesn't mean it's better. And I don't know. Yeah, no. But, but they it, could be that way, but I, I, I can totally, I think that's yeah. a good thing, to in, interesting yeah, to, just interesting. yeah, yeah. And then again, it is nice to have someone who notices, right? So we have, a, a, there's always a new perspective, right? But there's I also always have a way. To say this. In the store before coming here, I ran into Rob. She ran into Rob. I was 
making sure that when I got home, I had my ice cream. <laughs> ice cream? <laughs> so, anyway. Was Rob Major What? No, no I was just making sure because we went oh. out to dinner and I knew that it couldn't wait in the car, so I was sending uh. it with my brother-in-law. You see, I mean, you know, I get it, right? And but I had this another awakening when it said that we digest it. If we're digesting at night, well, then we can't. That was really mind-boggling. Because here's the thing that gets lost so often when we're thinking about food and how we eat. It's always about. Am I going to gain weight? Is this going to make me? Or and so it's this black and white thing, and we and it becomes like, well, screw it, I don't care, I'm going to eat it anyway. But when we start looking at it at a point of, what do I want to bring into my life, and how do I want my body to work for me? Then we start making decisions based on how do I want my body to be able to repair tonight. Like we don't not have ice cream right before bed because it's bad and we don't want to gain weight and we shouldn't be eating something cold and it's dairy and da da da. Because sometimes that makes us just want it more, right? But we come from a, from a point of how do I want to sleep tonight and why does it matter to me that I sleep well? Like what do I want to feel like tomorrow and why do I want to feel like this tomorrow? Like we start calling in this higher purpose and this other part and that fuels our decisions to make healthier choices. Mm-hmm. Not from this place of I don't want to look a certain way or I have to look a certain way but from this place of I want to take really good care of this body because I want to do this tomorrow, which fills me up, and I can help this person, and I can do this, and I'm going to love doing that. And it just shifts it. And it, it, it. And then when we're calling in this higher purpose, we have a more, we have all this power. When it's all about, well, I don't want to look like this, or I don't care how I look, we don't have that power to help us make these decisions. So it, it's a it's a mind shift, but it is. Yeah. I mean that that I do so much better about making better choices when it's not about I need to lose five pounds or I don't want to do this or I don't want to gain five pounds or I don't want to do this. And it's a it, it, it's an ongoing. I I think this kind of stuff makes this builds on itself with that. So. Because it's not bad, and and then you know sometimes we do have the ice cream right before bed, and you know often when I when I have an awakening, this is another crazy thing that just happens. But I'll be like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing! And then I'll go home and eat the ice cream right yeah, before bed, <laughs> because it, 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 it's like you do the very opposite. You do the very thing. You're like, oh, I, I feel know. so inspired, and then you go do it. <laughs> And and then I just and and just knowing that is very helpful for me because I used to not know that it, and then I would get so caught on guard, but that can. And has anybody else had that experience where you're like, wow, that is amazing! I'm totally not going to do that. It's like awareness thing. is the first step, but it's only the first. I mean, right. and so just because you have awareness doesn't mean you're going to do it. Right, right. But it's the first yeah. step. Right, and. The reason why I was asking how it felt and if it was uncomfortable is, is um, you know, for me, the other thing is like sometimes with the eating slow, like this week I've been moving slower, going slower. I had a really restorative weekend and I've just been really trying to pay attention to this feel so much better. I feel so much better when I've just been, you know, I have to do this stuff. I get to do this stuff or I get to choose not to do it. Mm-hmm. I get to choose not to do it. So... 
it's important when you try these things, like how does it feel? And, and being uncomfortable when it's something that new can be very um, predictable. Right, right. Okay, yeah, so we're gonna go join Hillary for a little snack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm not, I don't even really want it. Well, come on. I really don't. It'll hit you. But you know what? I'll take one bite and I won't want it. I'll take two and I'll love it. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a lot. No guilt. Yeah, no guilt. Good. Um, fast, medium, slow eater. Anybody have any comments, insights, feelings about that? Fast, medium, slow eater. This is me. That was another awareness. It's that I do slow. Good. The only thing I do fast is medium fast walking and driving. And you're a maniac in here. She moves from station to station in here. She's going to be a natural in nature. I go to her, do you want to rest? No. I go, okay. I mean, like, I have to be on it because we're kind of talking, like making sure I know what's coming up next. Because usually I'll be like, do you want a water? And people will be like, yeah. And then I'm like, okay. And I can kind of think about what's coming, but not with Hillary. I've got to be on my A game because we do not rest. So you do more than one thing fast. But I, I am slow. I mean, really. Like, I think that my blood pressure is, like, barely registers above <laughs> the pulse of, of a living human. <laughs> well, your, your, your digestion, assimilation, and elimination is at full force then. Okay. Good cool. job. So, what do you have? Uh, right now, I'm a fast eater. Okay. I feel like I'm in survival mode, and I eat sweets when I'm lonely or tired. Mm -hmm. And I will slow down. Slow down. Mm -hmm. But I told her that in class. She reminds me of it. Yeah. Ah! Well, it's interesting because we grew up in the same house, and I eat like a turtle. Like, I eat so slow. Mm. And I always have. And, I mean, I eat when I eat with you. <laughs> I'm like, Good. she's done. He's done. <laughs> I'm still eating. So I've always eaten slow, except for like if I'm like swallowing uh, like a hard-boiled egg. Or <laughs> I enjoy the Snickers too, but in the morning, like when I'm off to like off to work out, like mm. I don't really like sit. It's I'm in the car, mm -hmm. and um, it's not being as present for that for mm -hmm. breakfast. And again, just a reminder, we're talking about, like, real life. Sometimes we're going to eat in the car. Sometimes we're going to do, I mean, we're not, you know, I'm not necessarily sure that our goal is for us to have a slow, relaxed egg before we go work out at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> it's just maybe not some, you know, right? Or never eating in the car. So, anyway, that is interesting. Um, I think, you know, um, I know another thing about fast eating, too, is some of the people that I've worked with, um, I know when people have been on calorie deprivation diets, it makes it harder to eat slow because it's just so hard to regulate appetite because we're so uncomfortable with actually listening to what my natural appetite is. So we know we're getting this much, we might as well just eat it. Like, we're not going to actually eat and be listening to, how does this feel? Am I full? Have I had enough? Is this, do I need more? Because we've spent so much time not listening to appetite. Like, I know you're hungry. Too bad we're on a diet today. You're not getting anything. So 
when we go off of the diet, it's just hard. And it takes a long time to unwind that. It took, it's taken a long time for me. In fact, that was one of the things I wrote down, like just how much can you really trust your body? You know, and it's hard because one of the ways to do that is to be going slow enough that you can feel what's happening, right? I mean, the body can't tell you enough if it's coming in so fast. It just can't. Um, but it's hard, and it, there's, it's just part of it. It's just part of it because being a recovering chronic dieter, like, it's taken me a long time to trust natural appetite. Because I did not eat according to what my body felt. I ate according to what, how many calories and what day, and then I'd lose control and eat too much at night, and then I'd exercise insanely the next morning to work it off so I didn't gain weight, and then the cycle would just start over. So I never got to hear. I never got the messages. I wasn't even interested. I didn't even know they were coming in. You know, It wasn't like I was ignoring the answering machine. I didn't know it was there, right? <laughs> Whatever. You were calling? <laughs> I was just having a conversation with a friend about this tonight um, before I came because she's just having a really hard time. Uh, her energy's changed. She's having some health issues. And I just was like, listen, I, I'm sorry you're going through this. I totally get it. This is something that happens to us in our 40s when we ignore the body signals for 20-plus years and just override it. She's a lot like me. Just push through. You're tired? Oh, well. Let's keep going anyway. You know, and that's not being in alignment. And it's hard to do that. It's hard to get back. I mean, just you set the intention. You're here. We're working on it. That's the next thing. But slow eating is part of getting tuned into natural appetite. Because as much as I'm going to say your, your body can be trusted, and I believe this, your body can be trusted, you can be trusted, your body, it's like having a conversation with someone who's in a car. Or you're walking and the person's on the bike. If the person's on the bike, you can't have the conversation. The person has to get off the bike and walk with you, and then you can have this conversation. It's the same thing with the body communicating. I'm hungry. This feels good. This doesn't work. This is great. This is what I want. And it's cool once you start tuning into it. Like, this feels really good. How my energy, you know, you get done eating something instead of like, oh, my God, I shouldn't have eaten so much avocado. How do I feel? I feel a little blah, blah, blah. Like, if I go into dinner too hungry, I'm like, what did I have for lunch? Like, if I haven't had enough protein, I'm usually really hungry at dinner. I'm like, okay, I need a little more. But it's interesting because now I kind of can feel it as it's coming through the days from just learning and listening and being open to it and then not judging it. You know, oh, my God, I can't believe you didn't have enough protein for lunch so you're overeating at dinner. It's like, oh, I'm overeating at dinner. Huh, maybe I'll have a little protein next time at lunch. I did skin up baldy, huh, okay. You know, or, you know, I think I don't need as much because I didn't skin up baldy and then I'm really hungry at dinner. Like, oh, well, your body's still working pretty hard even though you didn't go up baldy, you need a little more at lunch. Okay, better luck tomorrow. Try it again. But it just takes practice. I have some other ideas. Are you guys slow eaters or... or I'm Fast not eaters. a slow eater. I'm not a slow eater. And um, it was kind of interesting. I feel like one of the things maybe I learned, I'm almost I'm almost always hungry. Mm. I I can't even believe how much I eat. I eat an insane amount of food, and I'm so hungry, 
and I think I eat fast because it's like, oh my gosh, I'm hungry again, you know. Mm. And um, and I think there is that level of I don't trust. Like, how can I be this hungry? I ate mm. like I listen to what people eat. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I mean, I can eat three eggs and two pieces of bread and a protein smoothie for breakfast, and a couple hours later, it's like, where's the snack? I mean, <laughs> yeah, and, I and people, I have friends that are like, well, I eat one egg and a half a piece of bread. I'm like. Are you kidding? <laughs> and so, but I still think there's a little part of not trusting mm. that that's okay. Mm. But I don't even know what to do because I eat so much fat and so much, I like macadamia nuts and avocados and eggs and, you know, whole cream and I don't know. So, um, do you feel, um, so you feel like you wish you weren't so hungry all the time? Kind of. Because it's just inconvenient? I mean, maybe It's definitely inconvenient. Yeah. Yeah, and then my work schedule gets in the way of my eating, and then that's frustrating, and then I'm really hungry by the time I'm done with work, and... So, you know. interesting thing, um, when we went to see Mark David at, um, the final, we had a weekend with him at, when we got done with the psychology reading. And so, and I missed this part, but I heard about it later because we had to get back. If I would have known, I would have just missed work on Monday and stayed for the rest of it. But basically, he's just our eating guy, right? Yeah. And, but he never really talks about what he eats. So everyone was like, well, what do you eat? Yeah. Well, here's the interesting thing. Like, he talks about all this stuff, right? And he, but he's gotten so tuned into what we're, he eats every two hours. That's his, and that's his thing. And he was a vegan for 11 years, and then it stopped working. And, like, one of his snacks is organic hot dogs and um, vinegar, no vinegar um, pickles. So you just, it's just maybe. maybe. So I'm, I'm really, I'm super frustrated with my eating right now. Mm -hmm. I'm super frustrated. I live alone, so I don't have my kids to cook for. Mm -hmm. There's just all, there's just like a jillion things mm -hmm. right now, and I'm always hungry. Mm -hmm. There's never anything for me. <laughs> just mm. like, I don't know. I'm just in this weird place. Yeah. I get that. I, I literally eat every two or three hours, yeah, and it's frustrating so because I need to plan, or I get yeah. really cranky and really just yeah, I'm not happy, so I have to eat. And in the afternoon, you know, maybe I don't like what I pack, so I go and get a Snickers. Or, yeah. Um, but yeah, I do eat that often. Yeah, I never, I always, I always have food in the car. <laughs> I've been sort of forgetting, and I've been trying to stock my glove box. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it's you know, it's a part of the. Um, I. It's it's hard when you're doing cooking for one. I mean, it's. And, and you don't have someone else that's helping you, you know, with the shopping and all that stuff. Um, you know, here's another thing for me at this moment in my food career, and it always is changing. I go through all these different phases. But honestly, for me, like, I had the brownies every day till we ran out yesterday. Um, and I just, as far as I'm concerned, I feel like a brownie is the equivalent of a Snickers. As far as I'm concerned, it's not my goal never to have brownies. It's just my goal to eat a lot of other good stuff, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 
it's not even my goal not to have something. No guilt on, around the brownies. No. Oh God, no. 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 Not no. No guilt around the brownies because I eat other good stuff too, and you know, in fact, honestly, true confessions. Um, I've been eating more white stuff this last month than I've eaten in a long time, and I don't think that's really that good for you. I mean, I have nothing against brownies, but I just think, you know, a too too much white bread, white, white, white. But I don't have guilt around that either. I'm just like, oh, isn't this interesting? All right, well, how about we make some brown rice and make sure that's in the fridge, you know, and so you don't have to reach for bread. And I just start adding. And, and my big thing is I don't take things out. I add things in. I just add in more other things. I just have other stuff. I don't take it out. Because if I focus on not having the Snickers, all I'm going to do is want the Snickers. That's just the way it is. And I'm getting off coffee, and I'm just like totally, I'm just like a little bit here, a little bit there. I'm planning on putting in delicious green tea. with. I just, I'm just not a big fan of it. Um, I, I wonder about your macronutrient balance. Do you think you get enough protein for... For, you know, I know you do the eggs, but like the lunchtime, I mean, just curious if that's yeah. been something that, you know, because um, that's something for me, I know when I get really hungry is if I don't have enough protein. Um, and it's annoying because I don't really love eating a lot of protein, but I do find that that tends to be connected. Um, and I really listen, I mean, I... When that happens to me, I, if I go to Atkinson's, I get one of those smoked trout or something. It's, you know, it's not really a healthy way of your system. Mm. And it's like, oh, okay, I felt like I started to get a headache. Tell me, when you look for enough food and you're standing there going, I'm so hungry. <laughs> but, like, but you just, you, you just go, you eat, and then five minutes later, you're standing there again. And you need the fats. And your metabolism is on fire because you're a woman in motion. Like you get up and you are moving. You're teaching yoga. You're walking the dogs three times a day. So after you're massaging, you're moving around, you're 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 a woman in motion. Like and don't you have some pitta in you? So pitta is we don't like being hungry. I mean, I have a lot of pitta, and I just, that's my M.O. Like, I'm going to eat. And you don't, I mean, it just seems to me like you, um, you're a person that you... I just have it not dialed at all right now. No, well... But I mean, everything, I feel like everything I eat is healthy. No, no, you do, of course it is. But I just don't feel happy with it at all. Yeah. And doesn't it? And doesn't it feel like? I mean, doesn't that happen with our? I mean, that happens with me when I'm. And part of the reason why I've been eating so much white food lately is because I've been doing this every week. You just can't do everything. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go to Costa Rica. I'm gonna reboot. I'm gonna eat lots of fresh fruits and vegetables, and I, I hope it's gonna be really easy to eat healthy, and then come back, you know, and just come back and then I have to just get more than I have to and I also have to get to that point where I'm just super frustrated and then I'm like okay that's it getting the slow cooker out that's it doing a big shop on Sunday Sunday afternoon is devoted to cooking prepping doing the whole thing but you can't do that right now because Sunday afternoon is your time to play because you're going to Twin Falls on Saturday 
So oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, that'll do it. it's yeah, cutting yourself a break <laughs> and having all of us say, of course this is happening because look at what's going yeah. on. Yeah. And we can't be... Uh, I don't think we can be awesome on all fronts all the time. Like I think especially when we're getting more awesome on one front or we're doing uh, having a creativity burst or we're doing a big education, there's going to be... We just can't. No, and if you can put your arms behind you like you just did, you can eat anything you freaking want. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think that, I'm not hearing that she's worried about eating what she no. wants. I'm worried about the inconvenience. And I'm, the, just, and I'm the worried about how frustrated I am and yeah. how fast I eat because I'm always hungry because I can't seem to dial it in. Like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And maybe, do you, how's your digestion? Um, it's actually been pretty good. I kind of have that kind of figured out. So maybe it's not up for you to be a slower eater right now because everything's working pretty well. Because remember, we talked about different constitutional types, different body types. We can maybe some of us can handle eating a little faster than other people, right? Well, that was alignment. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you were inspired to be more aligned with natural law, with love, with joy this week. I hope it was helpful. Next week, we're talking about forgiveness. Big topic, big. Um, I'm very excited about it. I found a really great book um, that about forgiveness that I'm going to share with you. And just talk about some of the ways to actually go about forgiving and maybe a few reasons why we think that's important for joy. Okay, you can find me at Angela's Gym on Twitter, Angela's Gym Instagram, Angela's Gym Facebook. That's my social media handle there, Angela's Gym. My website is goingtoangelas.com. I have a weekly email with a short blog. They've gotten a little long, but I'm working on shortening them up. Um, and it's inspiration to have an awesome week. It lands in your inbox on Sunday. So if you go to my website, you can sign up for that all over the place. Thanks for listening. Give me a little shout out if you love this, if you didn't love it, if you thought it was helpful, if you didn't, whatever. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. And I will be back with more on the Road to Joy 2016 next week. Thanks for listening.